0: Right. nine o'clock scripture uh, Wednesday morning over in the uh, fellowship hall. So uh, make sure that um, uh, if you uh, if you if you can that you'll be over there for scriptures nine o'clock on Wednesday morning. We are um, uh, past due uh, on the. Um, uh, Christmas bags so um if you've not brought them in get them here as soon as possible if you still have some if you have some bags that you did not do that's okay just bring the bags back because we need to send the bags back as well so we need to get those um uh this week uh back to uh, over to Statesboro so if um you have any bags uh, out if you could get them back in as soon as possible uh we need to go ahead and get those um get those turned in uh, for um, a direct line so that they can uh, they can get them um, mailed out uh, to d- uh, different places uh, around the country. So thank you for everybody that had a part in that. If you would like, if you have not helped and you would like to help, uh, you can give. Uh, and um, if you didn't get to do a bag and you'd like to give to help with shipping, uh, each of those bags cost a certain amount to ship. And so if you'd like to help with that, you can... Um, uh, uh, give uh, to uh, Christmas. That was kind of kind of a funny thing. Um, I was talking about joy. Uh, joy is a separate thing. Okay, so joy bags, Christmas joy bags, Direct Line Ministry, uh, something like that. You can give, and so help get those things um, uh, shipped around the world. That'll be a help. Uh, and if you'd like to help, you can do it. Uh, you can do it. Uh, you can do it that way. Uh, coming up here real soon, we're gonna um, have a. Um, uh, missions Committee meeting. Um, uh, if you were here uh, Wednesday, uh, when Arvin and Eunice were here, uh, they are raising uh, money. That's what they're home for, uh, raising money to get a building and a piece of property uh, for their new church that they are just exploded out of. And uh, we want to be uh, we want to be a part of that and um, be able to give to that. I know. Uh, at least two people have already uh, given uh, to that. Uh, if you'd like to give to that, make sure that you mark that. Mark it. Um, Arvin, Arvin Ancheta, you know, Missionary of the Philippines, something along those lines land, uh, just so the money that comes in will be able to go. But we are going to meet as a missions committee and talk about um, being able to give out of the missions budget uh, to be able to help with that. And uh, they're excited and w- we're excited for them, and uh, they're just a uh, just a sweet couple. If you got to if you got a got a chance to meet them, if you got a chance to talk to them, uh, they just they just love the Lord and um, just want, just want to serve and uh, want to be a blessing and uh, do whatever they can. Uh, and they're doing such a great job over there uh, in the Philippines, ma'am. He is a great preacher. I mean, he did a great job. He's been trained very, very well, and uh, she's a beautiful singer, and uh, they are, they're doing a great job over there uh, over there in the Philippines. And uh, their desire is not to be here. Their desire is to be in the Philippines. And, of course, they're both nationals uh, from the Philippines, and so um, excited to be a part of their ministry and be a part of um, – uh, what they 're doing uh for Christ, and so you take you, you take it by the horn when you see him come through uh, you, you uh, if you didn 't get a chance to meet them, if you didn't get a chance to talk to them they're coming back through um, just to stay for a couple days and uh, they're going to be here I believe on a Sunday. Uh, I encourage you just go up and talk to them and um, they're just to listen to him tell stories um, uh, is just awesome. Ask him about wanting to join the military. He'll tell you that story, and you will be in stitches. I mean, you have to be a certain height to be in the, in the military in the Philippines. And his desire was so bad to serve his country, and he wanted to serve, and he is little. And um, they have a stick, it's just the strangest thing. And it's at five foot, whatever it is, and the stick goes across. And if you can walk under it without hitting your head, you think you're making this stuff up. If you walk under it without hitting your head, you can't join. You can't join the military. And so, so he was telling me,
1: he, he was next
0: in line, and he went. <laughs> and the guy said, um... You can't do that. You have to walk flat-footed, and he walked straight under the stick. I don't think walking on his tiptoes would even have helped him, and so um, he was very disappointed. And he said, "So if he tells you the story, don't laugh because he's very, very serious about it." Um, but uh, I just, I just got tickled when he told me. But uh, great couple, and so we're going to be talking about that. I, I, I will uh, uh, let you know when that comes around. Uh, but they will be back. Uh, just for he's not going to be speaking or anything. Just going to be coming through uh, because that go down south, and now they're coming back up uh, to go back to where they were and going to stay a couple days, and so uh, excited about that. All right,
1: Uh, we're going to have a missionary letter read. Brother Danny, if you'll come and um, read our missionary letter tonight. Evening, church.
2: So this week was a little tough. So I'm gonna read. Let's see, I had two different ones I was kind of going through. I'll read the one, uh it's John and Debbie Mills with Help Ministries. These are our missionaries that are working in Pakistan. I don't know if you guys remember them or not when they came through not too long ago. These are the uh, gentlemen, and um he was the one speaking about how the Catholic churches in Pakistan are getting burnt down and uh, Christian churches in Pakistan are being left alone. But that's not the case with all of them. Um, but this letter letters happened to be pretty new. Um, so basically he says that uh, they're on a three-month journey visiting around different Baptist churches uh, throughout Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi through this whole entire month of September. And their reasoning for is is they're trying to raise funds for families and churches back home and what they consider home is Pakistan for their outreach ministry. Um, they have several pastors. Um, I'm a butcher's name, but I'm going to try it out. Uh, his name is Peter Fumai, I believe. He's from India, and he has planted 74 churches. And another one, um, Stephen Mudgo. he planted 10 churches In Uganda another gentleman in Kenya George Samuda he's planted nine another one in Kenya Dennis Pastor Dennis Uh, he and it's kind of weird that we're talking about the Philippines because he's planted four churches with two mission works in Philippines so just goes to show you there's not a lot open for the Philippines um, that they're able to uh, reach out to Um, Let's see, and we got um, Operation Pakistan, and their whole sole purpose is to reach as many people as they can to share the Christian word to them. This gentleman is uh, Pastor Asher Shahzad. Um, He is leading a church that keeps getting raided in Pakistan, and so he's asked for help uh, for your prayers. Uh, so that the church can stay open and stay away from the government, more or less, you could say. Um, they have led 17 people to the Lord, and they have 10 that are reaching baptism out of those 17. So let's just kind of keep the uh, help ministries in our prayer. And like I said, this was kind of hard tonight. I was bouncing around, so that's all I've got for tonight. Good job.
0: All right, thank you, Brother Danny. Help Ministries, um, Brother Brother John uh, used to pastor out in um, Hinesville, and uh, and then he went with um, Help Helps Ministries. We've had them a couple times where we they bring in nationals. And um, matter of fact, uh, uh, Brother uh, Tumai uh, is one of the ones that we support uh, monthly, and. Um, uh, we also support uh, uh, one in uh, the, in Kenya, and uh, just doing a great work. The problem—I well, say it's not a problem—but uh, one of the issues with uh, the pastor in Kenya, if you remember, he was here. Um, he was the he was the bigger guy, just laughed all the time, and uh, just a great guy. His problem is that every time he gets anything, he gives it away. So and that's not a problem. I'm not saying it's a problem. I'm just saying he gives like 90% of his support. He gives away. He gets bikes, he gives them away. He gets this, he gives them away. And uh, just doing a great work over there in, uh, in Kenya. And uh, these are national missionaries. And uh, so uh, I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you, an, an American missionary that goes to the field is going to take twice or more as long to start a church and be successful as a national that already knows the language, already knows the culture. Can I can I tell you, if you've never been overseas for an extended period of time, there's a culture shock. There's a culture difference. There's things that you can't do. Brother um, um, uh, Jim uh, over there in when he w- when he was in o- over in Togo in West Africa he's now over in France but when he's over in Togo when they'd have a group of people come in he'd have a list and most missionaries do listen don't do this don't do this you got you can't wear this it, because it's cultural and we as Americans are a little stubborn like oh I'll do whatever I want to do well then don't go because you know you ruin somebody's ministry. Uh, because there's a cultural difference. Whether you agree with that cultural difference or not uh, um, is, is irrelevant. Uh, the point is uh, there's culture shock uh, when it comes to going to a different country that a national doesn't have. They already know the culture. They, are, they already uh, know the language, and uh, they already know the people. And so, um, you know, our, our missionaries uh, in Ecuador He'd have groups over all the time, and um, they'd come over there, and he'd say, now, listen, we're going to build. We're going to build a building. When we build this building, there's going to be some Ecuadorians that are going to be helping us. Do not give them anything. I'm talking about give them nothing. Now, that sounds rude, right? I mean, because some of us are givers, you know what I mean? I mean, we wanna, we see somebody that don't have something, we want to we wanna give it to them, right? We want to be able to be a blessing to them. And he is emphatic with anybody. If there's two people that go over or there's a group of 30 that go over, don't do it. Well, one group went over there. And the guy worked with this other guy, and they got to know each other, and they were over there for about a week, and, and uh, this other guy was a hard worker. And at the end of the week, the guy simply took off his hat this cowboy hat he wore the entire time, and gave it to this guy. And this guy put it on his head, and he pranced around. He was proud to have that hat. And, and do you know that one act almost ruined their ministry? Because within the church, people are saying, didn't I work hard? Did, did, why, didn't, why didn't I get, why are, why do they like him better than they like me? And And it caused this great big division within the church when, you know, culturally, somebody knows not to do such and such. And so what a benefit it is and um, to be able to be a part of HELPS Ministries. So pray for them. Pray for Brother John. He travels all the time. Uh, Matter of fact, I believe he has a group right now. Uh, these groups come in, and he takes them to different churches, and uh, they present uh, their works uh, in different churches, and um, we've, again, we've had them a couple times, a couple different groups, and um, uh, does a great job, and so uh, continue to remember, um, remember uh, the mills uh, to the Lord in prayer. Matthew chapter 11, so we talked about this morning. We're going to kind of jumpstart here uh, where we were uh, this morning talking about rest. In Matthew chapter 11, Jesus invites uh, his disciples to come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And Jesus said, of course, we talked about it this morning. What kind of rest are we talking about? This first rest that he's talking about is eternal rest, rest for eternity because God saves us, God establishes us, and God secures us. We talked about uh, that fact uh, this morning that God wants to give us uh, eternal rest. But then he goes on in Matthew chapter 11 and uh, goes down in verse 29 and says, Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. So the first rest is the rest of salvation, right? Is the rest of eternity, is the rest of knowing that our sins are forgiving, knowing that we have a home in heaven. It's something that we don't need to worry about. It's something that we don't need to fret ourselves over, knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt, 1 John 5, 13, that we can know, that we know, that we know, that we have eternal life. So that's the rest for salvation. The second rest he talks about, he now says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And he said, I will give you rest. Not only rest for salvation, but then rest for service rest for service. Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I often think about this. The ministry is not always easy, right? The ministry is not always easy. Ministering to people is not always easy. That's why some people cannot be in customer service because they can't. They can't deal with people. People, listen, by and far, people are difficult to deal with. I mean, all you got to do is be in customer service. All you got to do is be in ministry. You can't please everybody. If you are a people pleaser, I'm telling you, stay out of customer service. Because it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter. Can, can, Can I tell you this much? When it comes to dealing with people, if you please this group, This group's going to be displeased. If you say, okay, well, I'm going to please this group, then guess what? This group's going to be displeased. Why? Because we're all different, right? You can't please everybody. It's an absolute impossibility. So what is the point? The point is, if you please God, it doesn't matter whom you displease. But if you displease God, it doesn't matter whom you please. You can please everybody that you come across, but if you displease God, you're in trouble. And vice versa, right? And so if you please God and somebody's not happy, hey, listen, I can't help it. I, I, my job, my, my responsibility is to please God. Now, I think that we should live peaceably with all men. I mean, I think that we, with, with all that's in us and with every effort, we should, especially the household of faith, we should live peaceably with all men. I don't mean that we should go around purposely displeasing people, but I think our goal ought to be first and foremost to please God. And when first and foremost, let me tell you, when the ministry gets hard and when dealing with people gets hard, let me tell you what we've done. We've reversed what we're supposed to be doing. We're trying to please man instead of please God. Because God said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I said, listen, you're doing something the wrong way. Just doing, you're doing it the wrong way. And if we're struggling, and if we're, and if we're, uh, and if we're displeased all the time and frustrated all the time, and, and can I tell you, it's easy to get there. It's easy to be there. And sometimes we have to get readjusted. Sometimes we got to get refocused. And we need to realize that our rest isn't found in this world. Our rest isn't found in things. Do you realize that you can take... A vacation every month, and you're, ne- you're never going to find the rest that you can find in Jesus Christ? I mean, you could go permanently on vacation. I mean, you could travel up and down the, the Mediterranean. You can go uh, across the ocean. You can do all the things that you want to do. But let me tell you something. If you're not right with God, you're, 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 you're never going to find rest. Because rest isn't found in this world. Rest isn't found in things, and rest isn't found in people. Now, there are things that can make us happy, right? I mean, there's things, uh, if you're a collector of things, and you find something that, you know, you've been looking for, and, and, and you find it, and you, got, you buy it, or it's gifted to you, and you get it, puts a smile on your face, and you're thankful. But, you know, that wanes, doesn't it? I mean, if you're a, if you're a true collector... I'm a true collector. I'm really a hoarder, but I call it collecting. And so when I find something, I get really excited. If I find a, a Bible that I've been looking for, I love, we were just talking about it this morning. We're in Sunday school, we're talking about how to study the Bible, the importance of studying the Bible, and the resources that we need. And, and, I, and, I, and I mentioned the Life Application Bible. And a Life Application Bible... Just a wonderful study tool, and uh, it's taking the Word of God and it shows you through articles and through charts and through ma- it's just chock full of information uh, that you can apply uh, uh, to your life. How it applies to your life? Well, I love the Life Application Bible, but one thing I don't like about the Life Application Bible is it's so thick. So if you know anything about a Bible and you use your Bible, those thick Bibles don't last. The binding just doesn't hold up. And so they have imitation leather, and they have hardback, and they have genuine leather, and they have bonded leather, leather but they just, they just don't last. So I got me a life application Bible, sent it to a rebinder, and got that baby in goat skin. It's going to last Forever. I was so excited. When I got that back, this is the kind of person I am. When I get it back, I might even wait a little while to open that box. And then I open the box. I take my time opening the box. And then I take the Bible out and I just get giddy and excited. And I open it up and I look at the spine and I look at the reinforcement. I look at the ribbons that they changed. And boy, I just get excited about a Bible.
1: And then I... You, I'll use it, and I use the Bible, that there's always something next.
0: Now what am I looking for? Oh, I know. I don't have a Bible that's made out of ostrich. I, I do have a Bible that's made out of ostrich, but I'm just saying, I, I, why? Because I didn't have one, and so I went and looked for it. I, I, now I don't have one made out of. Now I don't have one made out of. Now, and it, and it's, a, it's the constant search, right? Because I'm telling you, things never satisfy. You just want more. It's like, it, it, really, it's, it's, just a, it's an addiction. And when you're addicted, you want more, and you want more, and you want more, and you want more. When we find rest with God, when we find eternal rest with God, eternally, we have everything that we need. We have one day, we're going to be absent from this body, and we're going to be present with the Lord. And the Bible says, so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's the rest that we need eternally. But then God says, listen, you got that forever. But now as you serve
1: me every day, you can have rest. Now, that, doesn't that sound contrary? I mean, we're,
0: I mean we're busy. How, how you doing? I'm tired. Have you ever said that? I said that tonight. How you doing? I'm tired. Yeah, me too. We're all tired from time to time, aren't we? And we feel like if we're tired, we're not rested. And, of course, we're speaking about physically. And really, is this body ever rested? I mean, you might get a good night's rest, but then the next day comes you might have a good week, but then the next week comes. And then you might have a good year, but then the next year comes, right? Because life goes on, and we have new problems, and we have new... So physically, we face a, a,
1: a decaying world. We face a decaying body. Your body ever hurt? When I was sick, I'm telling you. I told Wendy, I said, my, my teeth hurt. My gums hurt. The stuff
0: that's inside my ear hurts. I don't even know what it is. It hurts. My earlobes hurt. My pinky toe hurt. Ever leave me alone, I hurt. You ever feel that way? I mean, I'm telling you, our bodies are decaying. Body's not getting better. Your body's breaking down. Your body, listen to me, the body that you're living in right now is not meant
1: to last forever. Praise God. I mean, hello. Like the,
0: like brother Warren kept saying, somebody say amen, you know. Somebody say listen, praise God, we're not going to have this body. We're getting new bodies. Why? Because this body's breaking down and uh, we don't find rest uh, uh, all the time physically, but spiritually We can find rest in Jesus Christ because Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Turn over to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. I want to talk about the everyday rest that we can have in Jesus. The everyday rest that we can have in Jesus. Philippians Philippians
1: chapter 4. Verse number five, let your moderation uh, be known unto all men. The Lord
0: is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Do you know what he means when he says, be careful for nothing? He's not saying be careful in the sense of watch where you're walking. You know, when, you know when, you're, when you're in the military and there's a minefield, you might want to be careful. You might want to be careful where you step, because you step the wrong place, kabooey, and you're done. Right? I'm not talking about that kind of careful. What does it mean? It means not to be torn apart, not to be so anxious And so worried. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Don't be torn apart. Don't be worried. Don't be anxious. Don't be frustrated. Don't let the things of this world tear you down. Take those things that are bothering you, as Peter says, and cast them upon the Lord. Because he cares for you. Why? Let me give you three things. Three things that involve uh, and that are related to rest. Number one, we can rest or we need rest. We need to rest in peace. We need to rest in peace. He said, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. What does that mean? Do you realize there are some things you can't explain? There are some things... That you see, you ever seen a sunset and took a picture? And then you took that picture on a camera or on your phone, and you took it to somebody and said, "Let me show you this sunset," and you show it to them and you're like, "Nah, it just looks like a red dot out there, even if you have the best camera ever. It doesn't do it justice, right? And what do you say? You just had to be there. You just had to see it. I say this all the time because it absolutely, amazed, it absolutely amazed me when we were in Ecuador. I've seen so many rainbows. I've seen so many double rainbows. And they're just beautiful. But in Ecuador, you see the end of the rainbow. I, I've never seen it anywhere else where the rainbow stops on the ground. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. I've never seen it until I went to Ecuador. I was like, is that, is that where the rainbow stops? And I, I, mean, I took pictures, and I, and I tried to show people, and I was just like, you just, you just had to see it. You just had to be there. The peace of God passeth all understanding. How can you have so much turmoil, so many problems? The government is in shambles. Our country's a wreck. I mean, we've got people in leadership, folks that their, their health is broken, they have dementia. They, I mean, it's just absolutely unbelievable where we're living in our country today. The things that are acceptable today, listen to me, folks. The things that we see on TV today would make our parents blush. Yeah, and we just watch it, it's like it's a normal thing. Do you realize, do you remember the TV shows where married couples slept in different beds? Married couples. That's out the door. Do you realize, by the way, do you realize they're reaching your kids and your grandkids through cartoons? Just because it's a cartoon doesn't mean you should put your kid in front of it. I mean, there's a bunch of nonsense out there. Books about two mommies and two daddies, books, about transgenders, books, about all these things. And they're not gearing them towards adults. They're gearing them towards children. You want to know why? Do you want to know who said if we can get the children,
1: we can get the country? Do you know who said that? Adolf Hitler said that. guess what he did? He got the children.
0: guess what he got? He got the country. Let me tell you something, they're trying to get our children and they're, and they're moving them in this direction and, and, and people are believing just the craziest stuff today. Churches are collapsing. What we used to believe, we don't believe anymore. No moral absolutes anymore.
1: or There, there are moral absolutes, but people don't believe them anymore. And yet there are people that have peace. And
0: you know what the world's saying? Now explain that to me. How can you have peace in the midst of turmoil? It's a
1: peace that passeth all understanding. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose
0: mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. you know God wants to give you rest in peace? Peace and rest are connected, aren't they? That peace of, you know what peace says? Peace says it's going to be okay. Peace is saying God is in control. Peace is not being flippant. I'm not talking about that. Peace doesn't mean compromise. But peace is saying, you know what? I can't do anything about this anyways. I'm going to give it to God. And by the way, if I could do something about it, God's going to do something far better than I could ever do. Why? Because God does exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. I think of. I think of Don, Miss Rachel, honestly, I mean, he has come leaps and bounds above what anybody thought, including the doctors. The doctor told Rachel on the flight over, don't expect him to make it. He made it on the flight. The doctor said, listen, don't get your hopes up. Don't expect him to make it through surgery. It's more than likely. The odds are against him. He made it through surgery. No, don't get too excited because he may never walk again. He may have to be on dialysis. He might have to have this. He might have to do this. And, he, and I'm telling you something, folks. He's up and walking with a walker. His trach is out. He's speaking. He's talking already. I mean, the leaps and bounds that he has made, I'm telling you, God does exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. You know what that brings? That brings peace. Brings rest. And knowing, listen, I couldn't do, listen, you can't do anything about it. I can't do anything about it, but God sure can. And that's what gives us peace. That's what gives us uh, the rest uh, that we need in our everyday life. If you don't find rest, if you don't find peace in Jesus Christ, you're going
1: to be nuts. You're going to be crazy. You know how many people are nuts? You know how many people are crazy in this world? I don't know the percentage. I'm not going to guess,
0: but I'm guessing it's pretty high. Do you know why? Because they're torn apart. Because they're frustrated. Because they they hate their job. Because they, you know, they they hate their spouse. Because they hate their parents. Because they hate their kids. Because, I mean, all these things that are tearing them in so many different directions. You want to see how far our country's
1: come? Go out in public. Where there are children. Listen, I'm telling you, We Ones is an eye-opener. So We Ones, I'm the money guy. I don't trust,
0: listen to me, I don't trust anybody, okay? So I, I, I'm the money guy. And so I take the money, and this Bonnie helps me with that. And, and, uh, and so, so I sit up, so they come down and they check out, and then uh, they detag tag and they come to me and check out. So i do their tags, and i take their money, and, and then leave. Well, I sit here. The toy section is right here. The toy section is it's like Toys R Us threw up. I mean, there's toys everywhere. Double-stacked, I mean, double-stacked uh, six-foot tables, like 10 of them. And there's toys everywhere. So this is what happens. So mom comes in with Henry. Henry's about 4 years old. She comes in, she says, "Clothes are on this side, toys and accessories are over here." She says, pats Henry on the head and says, "You go ahead and go play, Henry. I'm going to go look at the toy. I'm going to go look at the clothes." And Henry goes over there and rips toys off of the shelf and opens up bags and rides on toys and smashes into people and, 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 Ma- and, and then screaming and hollering. And mom's over here looking at clothing. Like, um, mom, Henry over here is wreaking havoc. That's what I want to say. But Joe Springer keeps his mouth shut. I just sit there and I just take the money. And I'm thinking to myself, does anybody take care of their children anymore? They're running amok,
1: I mean running amok. And then they grow up. And parents are going, I don't know what happened.
0: Well, I know what happened. You should have took Henry when he was screaming and hollering and kicking you in the shin and throwing toys because you wouldn't buy him a candy bar and drug him to the bathroom and had a stern talking with
1: him. Oh, we're not recording. Whoop his butt. That's what? Are we recording? <laughs> Edit that out. <clears throat> but listen, there's no discipline anymore, and
0: everything is gone crazy. Everything's gone amok. And let me tell you something, parents. Oh my goodness, do you know how expensive it is to live in Rinkin? I'm guessing you do, because you, most of you, live here in Effingham County. Both parents have got to work just to make a mortgage payment. And so they're, they're, they're dropping Junior off at, at, uh, at, at daycare at, at 7 o'clock in the morning and they're not coming and picking Junior up until 6 o'clock at night. I mean, they go home and they stuff some food down his throat and throw him into bed and, and pick him up and do it again the next day. And over and over and over and, boy, people's
1: heads are... And then they've got to drive to work. Have you driven around here lately? I mean, if you driven,
0: I'd say all the time, if I had to work at the ports, if I had to work uh, in Savannah, if I had to work and sit in that traffic, I'd either I'd either take a pay cut and work somewhere else, or I'd work overtime so I'd have to sit in that traffic. They sit in that traffic the whole time getting frustrated. People live in frustration. They live in... Because things are, so many things are going on and they have no rest. And Sunday comes along and listen, let me
1: tell you the big excuse, biggest excuse people don't come to church. It's their day off. And I want to I, I stay home and rest. But what's happened is
0: they're thinking about the physical and they're missing the spiritual. Physical rest, listen to me, physical rest is only going to be temporary. That's only going to help you until you're tired again. Spiritual rest lasts forever. And if we find our spiritual rest, if we find our rest in Jesus Christ, it'll give us that peace that passeth all understanding. We need to rest in peace. Number two, we need to rest with purpose. We need to rest with purpose. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest doesn't mean doing nothing. Do you realize that? The absence of labor doesn't always equal rest. See, we have this idea that if I do nothing, I'm resting. Well, you might get some rest physically, but you're not getting any rest spiritually. Have you ever done this? Have you ever
1: been at home on Sunday? The alarm goes off. You think to yourself, five more minutes. You hit your snooze button. Anybody have a snooze button? You hit your
0: snooze button, goes off again. Five more minutes. Hit the snooze button, goes off again. At some point you throw your phone or you kick your thing. I said, I don't want to get up. Just don't want to do it. I, I just want to stay in bed. If I can just get 30 more minutes, if I can just get 15 more minutes, if I can just get... And then you make yourself get up. If I can just get in the shower. Listen, some people, some people are night showerers. Showerers, Is that a word? Some people shower at night. Listen, I cannot get up. My mom used to say this all the time. She said it takes two cups of coffee for me to wake up. One cup for this eye and one cup for this eye. My mom used to say that all the time. She drinks an insane amount of coffee. I could not wake up without a shower. I mean, I have to have a shower to wake me up. And if I can just make myself get up and get in the shower, and maybe I don't feel good. Maybe I would tickle my throat. Maybe I, whatever. Maybe I just don't feel like it. Can you imagine a preacher doesn't feel like going to church? It's never happened to me. I'm just saying. Some people it might have happened to, never happened to me. But sometimes, you know, you feel that way. And then you come to church and church is over and you are so glad you came. I mean, maybe somebody was an encouragement to you. Maybe you heard something in the message, something somebody sang or something. You saw somebody maybe that you invited and they came and, and put a smile on your face. And, and I tell you, we need, to, we need to do the things we're doing with
1: purpose. Why are we doing them? Sometimes I think we forget. Why do you come to church? Why do you read your Bible? Why do you pray? You know, sometimes, do you
0: ever do this? Maybe you don't, but I've done this from time to time. We'll sit down and, and, and go to eat and we'll pray. You know why we pray? Because you always pray when you eat. And you get to the prayer and you say, Lord, bless this food and just give us a good day. In Jesus' name, amen. It's like a prayer that didn't 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 even reach the ceiling. You just pray because that's what you always did. Sometimes we forget the purpose of our praying. I love this. I love this story. I've said it. I've I've told it a million times. Um, Jordan told me, um, kids are, are just so honest. If we could just be honest like kids are honest with God, God knows already anyways. So they're doing their evening prayers with their kids. And Amelia would often, will often crawl up and, 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 and get on Luke's back or climb on his lap or whatever. And, and it was Luke's turn to pray. And Luke was praying, and, and, and he prayed his prayer. And then he said, Lord, did you get this kid off my back? I mean, he didn't crack a smile. I died. I mean, die, I mean, on the floor dying, as he was telling me this, just laughing so hard. Just, I mean, you know what he was praying? It's a practical prayer. Right? Well, what did he want? He wanted me off his back, right? And, and Lord, if you could take care of this for me, that'd be a great thing. Well, oh, if we could just be honest, if we could just remember why we pray. If we could just remember why we study the Bible, if we could just remember why we come to church, if we could just remember why. Iron sharpens iron, and we encourage each other and edify each other and and live at peace. If we could remember these things, it would help us to live with purpose. You know, I often do. I often, and sometimes I forget to do this myself, but I often look for places that I can be an encouragement. How can I be an encouragement? How can I tell somebody, hey, I just want to let you know, I've been thinking about you. I've been praying for you. I'll make phone calls. I'll, I'll text people. I'll tell people. I'll try to, I'll try to think. Hey, Seth, I just want to let you know I was thinking about you. Do you know how much that means to people? Now, you can't do it to everybody. There's not enough hours in the day, right? To, but, I mean, if you could think of somebody, somebody lay, lays, uh, God lays somebody on your heart, be an encouragement to them and do it on purpose, You know what people want by and far? I'm sorry to say it, but I'm telling you, I've been in the ministry long enough to know that people are looking for a church to be served. They're not looking for a church to serve. They're looking for a church to be served. What's in it for me? You know why a lot of people are in relationships? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? Do you know know how crazy this is? But you know how true it is? Do you know how many people have children out of selfishness? Do you know how many people have children just so they can get more money from the government? You don't think that's a fact, then your head's in the sand. How can I get more money? How can I get more leverage? You know why? Because it's all about me, me, me. Stop making it about you and start making it about the Lord. Stop making it about you and start making it about other people. Let me tell you, when you live with purpose and you live on purpose, let me tell you something, it'll give you rest. It'll put a smile on your face. It'll help you to forget about all your hardships, about all your difficulties. Because there's always somebody out there that's worse off than you are physically. Financially, emotionally, relationally, there's somebody always out there. Sometimes we don't feel that way, but there is somebody out there. And by the way, there are always people out there that love the Lord. I talk about the negative, but I'm telling you something. There are good people out there that want to serve the Lord and that are serving the Lord and that love people. I've had them in my life. I think back at some of these people that God has brought into my life that have brought me to where I am. Now, don't misunderstand me. I know God's ultimately the one who brings us to where we are. But let me tell you what God does. He uses people. He uses people. In every ministry I've ever been in, there have been people that have been in encouragement. There are people that have been there. There are people that have said, hey, what can I do? I mean, there are people. And then, listen, you know what that makes me want to do? Makes me want to be that person. What can I do to serve? What can I do to be a blessing? Hey, I got this. What can I do with this to be a blessing to somebody else?
1: We told, we told Arvin and Eunice, so, such a sweet couple. We told them, every year, we do a,
0: a fundraiser through E1s for early entry. So, if you've never been, it gets a little uh, gets a little crazy in there, and sometimes you could wait two hours in line to to no, Sign Spurgeon maybe you know, uh, but no, not close in and, and toys. But anyways, they do it, they love it, but you can pay a fee to get in early, and you don't have these big lines. So these ladies do it. So they pay this fee, and this fee. This money goes to missions, and we always pick a project. Well, we picked Arvin and Eunice as a project, and I was talking to Arvin and Eunice about it, and they were just overwhelmed. And they heard that we like lumpia. Have you ever had lumpia? It's like a Filipino egg roll. Mm, knock your socks out off. I'm telling you, I mean make you want to slap your grandma. That stuff is so good. I love lumpia. And Philip, Jessica used to make it all the time. And uh, so they found out that we like lumpia. They made us two pans of lumpia. It's going to last about three days. But two big old pans of lumpia. Because listen, here's their mindset. Boy, it, you're a blessing to me. I want to be a blessing to you. And, and, and then I want to be a blessing to other people. And I want to I live my life for purpose. When they're over there in the Philippines, let me tell you something. Do you, you know how he pays for his rental? Out of his own personal support. Now, usually people raise money for their support, and then they raise money for expenses. He raised money for support as a single man. How many of us know it's different from being single and married? So when he got over there, he married her. His support did not go up. And then he took 30% of his support to pay for this building so that they, they can have a church. This building is an absolute joke. He has showed me pictures. You've seen him. You've seen the pictures. This is this little tiny room that they rent. And he took it out. You know why? Because he needs a church. He'd take all of his money. He'd take every bit of it. You know why? Because he wants to live his life with purpose. When you live your life with purpose, you have rest. You know why? Because you're not thinking about yourself all the time. You're thinking about other people. You're thinking about how you can serve. You're thinking about what you can do. Hey, yeah, and I use this illustration all the time. You walk by, you, you come to church, and you walk by, and you look over, and you see something
1: on the ground. Stinking kids. I can't, I, I guarantee you that was a kid threw candy wrapper on there, and we just walk right by it.
0: Now, if you can't bend over and pick it up, don't bend over and pick it up. Bless his heart, Brother Roy. I I, I mean, I felt so bad, Uh, 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 Miss Joe. Brother Roy uh, was going by me uh, this morning, and and I said, Hey, Brother Roy, and he turned around to shake my hand and almost fell over. Lost his balance, and I was like, because he turned around and tried to shake my hand. Now, listen, if you can't bend over to pick it up, I'm talking to you, okay? I don't want you to bend over and be on the ground and somebody has to come pick you up with a piece of paper in your hand. But if you can pick it up, pick it up. Get up. Do something about it. You see somebody that's coming through the door. Open up the door. You want to shock the pants off of somebody? Be in public and open the door for them. They'll either do one two things. They'll either look at you like you're out of your mind, or they'll think that you work there. Because nobody does those things anymore. When you live with your life with purpose, you're always constantly looking where you can serve. Where can I be a blessing? Where can I be a help? And let me tell you, ultimately that gives you peace. That gives you rest and time. You know what time's doing? It's ticking, right? It's going by. We're at the end of, do you know, do you do too, right? You're with me, we're at the end of September. September. I don't, I don't even remember September even started. It's like we almost skipped the entire month. I mean, it just keeps going by, keeps going by. And there's going to be a time where
1: you're not going to be able to do the things that you can do now. You remember that? Can you remember 20 years ago? Can you remember 30 years ago? I can remember when I was in my 30s. I raced my kids. They always thought they were faster than me. Listen to me. I will kill myself before I let you beat me. And I'd race them and I'd win. Let me tell you, when I stopped, when they got really close race now? Are you kidding me? I mean, the, my feet would fall off
0: before I got to the to finish line. I, I'm not ready. The only time I'm running is if a bear is catching me or tra- chasing me or, or a me, and hopefully somebody's with me. I'm pushing them down so I can get away. I'm not running anywhere. Why? Because I can't do the things that I used to do. And I tell you something, Miss Dottie, Miss Dottie says it all the time. You know, Ms. Dottie's desire, 14 years we've been here, Ms. Dottie always worked in the nursery. She loved it. But you know what? There comes a point where you can't do it. You can't lift. You can't bend. You can't do this. You can't do So while you can, do it. Because there's coming a day, whether physically or we're absent from this body, we're no longer going to be that blessing. So think about it. And think about the opportunities that God gives us every day to live at peace with him. Heavenly Father, we love you. We do thank you for this time together. Lord, thank you for your word. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. Lord, that give us the peace that passeth all understanding and help us to live our life uh, on purpose and with purpose, Lord, with, pr- with principle. Knowing that our days are numbered knowing that your coming is nigh. I pray that you'd help us to be about our Father's business. Dismiss us with your blessing and give us a good week this week. We'll thank you for it in Jesus'
1: name. Amen and amen. Wednesday morning, 9 o'clock, Scripture Assembly. Amen.